Hey, it's my privilege to introduce to you officially some of you folks that have not met him yet, Dr. Sonny. And I'm not going to go into great lengths right now about his uh, resume, but uh, Dr. Sonny got saved through reading a Gideon Bible in the hotel room. And uh, he's a medical doctor. He finished a degree. He gave all that up to go back to his homeland, even to endure persecution. Dr. Sonny's been stoned twice, I found out yesterday. I knew it was one time, but he's been stoned twice for sharing the gospel of Jesus Christ. But you know what? He still has a heart and a vision to see India come to know Jesus Christ. One of the things he also told me that in 2001, in the census they did in the nation of India, more than a billion people, Christians were uh, a 2.4% of the population. Ten years later, in 2011, they're 6.5. So God is doing a mighty work in India. We thank God for that. But Dr. Sonny is going to share just a few minutes here this morning. But Dr. Sonny, you come, brother. Thank you for being here. We love you. We all do. I'm glad to be here once again. And uh, thank you, Sam, putting me on. Because in the most of the churches, when I speak, in a, when I've spoken half, so they come to know that the mic microphone is not on. So, <laughs> but uh, um, I, I'm so glad to be um, here. Uh, Annie and Dr. Gary, they are such a humble people. That's very gracious. And uh, try to make us so home always. And uh, so uh, we, are, we are so being pleased. And uh, this time, um, Minu is with me. Uh, Minu, would you stand up and just to show your face? <laughs> yeah. There's a beautiful lady, now, so God has put us together. And uh, but she is uh, unlikely to be first uh, uh, woman on the face of the earth. She never allowed me to eat the forbidden fruit. <laughs> so um, uh, 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 the um, ministry we do uh, in back home is uh, known BGO, Barnabas Global Ministry. And of course, uh, Dr. Gary talked about uh, my past uh, life, uh, but. Uh, I quit my medical line and appreciate uh, uh, Jesus Christ. We didn't give him that opportunity to come to him. He came to the United States and uh, go, went to the Bible college and, and went back and so um, started the ministry. So it, it is not really in sequence, but though, so this is the building we have late, lately, lately built. And we can uh, accommodate 100 uh, uh, men or women, and also we have a children ministry uh, that we can house them, we can feed them, and uh, uh, so, uh, oh, can we go back? Uh, well, well uh, so, 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 so this is the VIP guest house, and uh, you can, you can, if you come, you can feel back home in here staying. Uh, <coughs> so, um, next slide shows uh, that uh, uh, this is the typical house church in India, uh, uh, because uh, this time I have brought the pictures uh, uh, so that uh, the pictures speak uh, more than a thousand words, but this is the house church. We have, uh, we have uh, planted more than 
6,000 house churches across India since 2002. And it, of course, it has taken a lot of work, and a lot of prayers, and a lot of spending of money. And, uh, so um, we, we just uh, uh, planted the house churches you saw in the first two slides. They, they are the typical house churches uh, they are, we have been planting across the country through this ministry. So, however, so this is in 2008, we do the seminars. The seminar is in a, uh, having 100 men um, uh, to train for three days and uh, um, challenge them uh, to go back to their uh, own home and own their culture and their own language and uh, plant the house churches. So not all of them, they go and plant the house churches, maybe 50% of them. So this is the seminar. Uh, so uh, this is Dr. Davy Martin. Uh, so he is uh, teaching a seminar in the facility uh, inside uh, the building. Uh, so the, these are the young men came, came from um, all over the country and they were trained how to teach the seminar. And so um, Dr. Martin, yeah, this is the group picture of the outside of the building. So this is Dr. Davy Martin. Well, I'll say I should tell about a little bit about David Martin. So my uh, classmate, my roommate, uh, when I went by the Bible school here in Philadelphia, was his son. And uh, when I came 2001 um, for his marriage, uh, Sam and Helen got married in 2001. And so I met Dr. David Martin, uh, his father. And so uh, we, we've been uh, together uh, working and he, he, he taught the seminar and so forth. So this is uh, now uh, the Engdan uh, teaching uh, uh, to workshop. So another uh, uh, pattern of uh, teaching in workshop. So we do threefold ministry. So it's not in sequence, but let me explain to you that we do seminar with 100 men, teaching them how to plant the house churches. And the second part is uh, the workshop. This is the workshop you can see on the picture. The workshop, uh, there's a workshop that lately we did in the March, month of March. And workshop, uh, we have been uh, a follow-up, like a follow-up uh, we do uh, to the uh, guys we taught in the seminar. And the final product is uh, that we, pl we plant the house churches. So these are, uh, in 17 we did uh, um, these kind of seminars. Uh, uh, the circles you see uh, in here, so we have, we have done eight uh, seminars. And uh, so this is, this, this is the one seminar that they very, the, the, there is a, we have built the facility. And uh, so uh, we, we just knew right, right here and uh, so we have, a, mm, uh, of course, in a house in there. And, uh, so uh, uh, we are like a national missionaries, and Amina and uh, I. And uh, so we uh, we decided uh, to go in the full-time ministry. Um, uh, since uh, since I quit my medical line, and uh, so um, uh, it was a really hard uh, beginning of a Christian life. We dis we were disowned by our family. And uh, um, it was not really very good uh, start of the Christian life. And so someone become Christian, so uh, Jesus Christ in, the in their life. So they have been persecuted. They have been excommunicated from the society. And so we were, we were forbidden. We were not allowed to buy the 
um, grocery from the local grocery store. We have to go far away to buy the grocery store. And that kind of a, a torture uh, we, we get uh, if someone um, uh, reaching Jesus as their personal savior. So this is the another uh, <coughs> leadership seminar. Um, it is uh, uh, done in the month of January in one of the states because we do seminars in every state. As one of the seminars uh, uh, you, uh, your church uh, sponsored was in New Delhi a couple of years ago. And that's, the, that, that's a so much desert-bearing seminar. That's the only seminar uh, we could plant uh, more than 200 house churches across the country. And it's not just to sponsor or paid, pay, paid uh, the money to do the seminar, but uh, you prayed. That is very, very important. You pray for us, you pray for our ministry. So that, that, that is a more significant, that is a more important about Dear Dan Baptist Church. And so uh, we are so thankful about it. So I think I, I, I have uh, finished uh, talking. Um, uh, this is another bigger seminar um, in the beginning of the month of March uh, uh, in West Delhi. Uh, it is a Northwest Delhi. So the dead is we, we are uh, we are one 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 point three billion people, and uh, one sixth of the world's population alone in in India. So like, uh, let me tell uh, something like this: that every sixth person in the world is an Indian, and 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 the most unreached country is the Gospel of Jesus Christ. That we are we are we speak different languages, we come from different cultures, and. Uh, we eat different, we look different, we dress, dress different, and every single state of India is like a separate uh, country. And so we need your prayers more, more than anything we need. And so just to thank you very much for having me uh, today with you. Okay? Thank you, Dr. Sonny. And uh, as I've spent the last couple of days here and then this morning just being with Dr. Sonny, I, um, I feel led this morning to kind of call an audible on the sermon, okay? And uh, this all came to me standing back here thinking about this precious man. And um, I don't know a more gentle giant than Dr. Sonny. And what a humble man. Just an incredible love of the Lord. And uh, as I was standing back there this morning and watching you all worship and worshiping alongside you and thinking about him, God laid a scripture on my mind and heart this morning that um, to me really kind of epitomizes Dr. Sonny. And I believe it's something that we all desire to be. And if you have your Bibles this morning, turn with me, if you will, to John, 1 John chapter 3, verse 2. 1 John chapter 3, verse 2. As you find your way there to 1 John chapter 3, verse 2, stand with me this morning, if you will, out of reverence and respect to the reading of God's holy word. It says this, Beloved, now are you the children of God, and it does not yet appear what you shall be, but when he appears, you shall be like him, for you shall see him as he is. Let me say that one more time. Beloved, now are you the children of God. It does not yet appear what you shall be, but we know that when he appears, 
we shall be like him, for we shall see him as he is. Let's pray. Father, may you bless the reading of your holy word this morning. Father, speak to our hearts, Lord, that we might know truth, Father, that we might walk in truth. We thank you so much for Dr. Sonny and me and you being here, Father. We pray right now your richest blessings upon them. This we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. You may be seated. In this verse, we see two knowns and one unknown. We see, beloved, now are we the children of God. That's a known. But we do not know what we shall see. That's the unknown. But then it says, but we shall see him and we shall be like him, for we shall see him as he is. We have a known that we know where we're at and we know where we're going. But there's an unknown part in the middle there we're not really sure about. I want you to think about this for just a second. You know, when we're driving someplace we've never been before, sometimes we get lost. We're trying to figure it out. If you're like me or the typical man, the typical, we don't need to ask for directions. I'll figure it out. But we realize that to figure out where we're at, we need to know where we're at, but we also know where we're going. So when we get lost, we've either lost one of those two things. We've either not re- we don't realize where we're at anymore, or we're not really sure where we're going. It's the same in the Christian walk. And as I think about Dr. Sonny, this man became a Christian because, as I've shared a few minutes ago, became a Christian because he came to meet Jesus Christ in a hotel room through his Holy Word and then read the whole Bible. He took the Bible with him. The Gideons welcomed him to do that. He'd been written up in the Gideon magazine because of his precious story. But it changed everything. Dr. Sonny came from the highest class in India. You realize that highest caste in India. You understand that. He had privilege beyond privilege. He came to a medical school. He became a medical doctor. But he came to know Jesus Christ, and he realized, you know, I want to serve, send my life spending Jesus, uh, serving Jesus Christ. He had an incredible opportunity to be this medical doctor, but he gave it all up to go serve Jesus Christ back in India. I want you to know this, too. He was also excommunicated by his family. They wanted nothing to do with him because he left the Hindu faith. He said, I'm still standing with Jesus Christ. His family came after him and tried to persecute him. He had to run. He wanted to come to America or Canada, but he realized that his mission was back in India, sharing the gospel of Jesus Christ. You know, a lot of times in our Christian walk, we're trying to figure out exactly where we're going, trying to figure out what this Christian life is all about. We don't know the in-between part. But we can understand as followers of Jesus Christ that I know where I'm at. I'm a child of God. God has given me this relationship with him. I have that relationship. But I also know where I'm going someday. But it's tough sometimes in that in-between part because we're trying to figure it out. Maybe we're going through hard times. Maybe we're experiencing unbelievable tragedy in our life or burdens or things that we just feel like, man, I just can't get over this. I can't figure this out at all. It all goes back to understanding who we are and where we're going. God wants us to live and understand and walk in this world because we realize truly who we are. I'm a child of God. I'm a prince or a princess. I'm part of the royal family, his chosen generation, the royal priesthood, his own special people, it tells us there in Peter. God has set you and I apart. He's made us his children. We need to realize that who I am in that. So many times we have problems with identity crises. We have problems with identifying who we are, trying to figure it all out, truly who I am. You know, I'm not a banker. I'm not all these different things. I'm not a welder or a contract man. I'm not a pastor. Who I'm in, first and foremost, is the child of God. And that gives me a whole different setting in this world. It sets me apart because God personally set me apart. But we also need to realize that I'm going home someday. And when we come to really realize who we are and where we're going someday, we need to make sure that we're taking as many people with us as we can. I'm going to heaven someday, and my mission is to take as many people with me as I can. Dr. Sonny shared with you, they've started more than 6,000 house churches in India, in every single state, every single province in India. I don't know if you understand this too, almost every province in India speaks a different language. 
They have a different form of government. It's all Hindu, but it's also radical, many of them. Anti-Christian. They don't support Christians. They don't outlaw it, but they're not going to support the brutality that happens sometimes because of radical Hindus. In our life right now, I was thinking about what the privileges we have in America. I've said it many times before. We're incredibly blessed, but sometimes those blessings can be a curse because we hold on to those blessings more than we do Jesus Christ. We don't understand truly who we are and where we're going. God has an incredible mission for you and I, an incredible purpose for yours in my life. He wants you and I to live for his glory. He wants you and I to live in such a way as we look at the world and they realize in us that who we belong to. We belong to God. When we walk into a room, everything should change. because Why? Because Jesus Christ walks in with me. There's a different countenance to our step. There's a different life that we can live here in this world. God desires for you and I to understand that we're going someplace one day too. You know, a lot of times in the midst of our hard times, in the midst of the struggles we have in this world, we all have them. Pastors have them. You have them. We all have these struggles. We all have hard times. But you know what we need to realize? It's okay. I'm going home someday. I'm going home someday. When I was a young person in college, wanted to go home for Thanksgiving. Couldn't afford a plane fare or a train fare. It was about a probably eight-hour drive. I was down in Bluefield, Virginia. And I decided, I'm going to hitchhike home. Well, you know what? I got out in the street the day before Thanksgiving and put my thumb out and got a ride with a pickup truck. But he didn't have room in the cab, so I sat in the back of the pickup truck. Well, you know, it was kind of drizzling, but this guy also, I think he, he hauled animals around the back of that pickup truck. And it was dirty and dirty with things I won't tell you about, but it was dirty. Blowing everywhere. And so I'm riding along in this pickup truck and everything's blowing and everything's kind of coming up in my face. And I'm sitting there trying to keep my mouth closed so I don't eat it. But, you know, the whole time I'm thinking, okay, I'm going home. I'm going home. I'll go ahead and endure this ride. It was about a two-hour drive. Got out back out in the highway, put my thumb out again. Got a ride with a guy that was in a big moving van, huge moving van, semi-truck. And uh, so he said, well, I'll give you a ride almost to your house, but I need to stop on the way and unload my truck. I said, oh, great. Well, we stopped, and I helped him unload his truck. It took about an hour and a half to unload that thing. But uh, the whole time I'm thinking, I'm going home. I'm going home. Finally got to within about three miles of my house, and I just walked the rest of the way. But I want you to realize the whole trip going home, I was thinking, I'm going home. I'm going home. I get to see my loved ones. I want you to think about living this life. No matter what comes our way, no matter how hard it gets, I'm going home someday. I have an opportunity to go home someday. I'm going home. I want you to share this thought. What should it really mean in our life when I know where I'm at and I know where I'm going? I'm not really sure about the in-between part, but, you know, I got to figure that if God planned where I'm at so well, he died upon that cross with his son, Jesus Christ, that I can have this life with God. But I'm also going home, and Jesus Christ himself said this. That night in the upper room when he was with his disciples, and they, were, they didn't really understand what was going on. He looked at his apostles that night, and he said, Let not your hearts be troubled. You believe in God, believe also in me. For in my Father's house there are many mansions. And if we're not so, I tell you so. I'm going to prepare a place for you, and if I go to prepare a place for you, I will bring you back with me. And old Thomas says, but I'm not sure where you're going, nor do we know the way. Jesus Christ said this, I am the way, the truth, and life. No man comes to the Father but by me. God has this incredible plan for you and I. He took all this time to plan our salvation through Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ himself said, I'm going to prepare a place for you. You can only imagine if Jesus Christ himself prepared it, what it's going to be like. We can't even begin to imagine. I know a number of you have lost loved ones here recently. You know, the neat thing about that is Christians, and if they're Christians, we realize I'm going to see them again someday. So I can have confidence in where I'm at and where I'm going. As I think about Dr. Sane, I see that in him. He knows exactly who he is. 
and he knows where he's going someday. He's had some close calls. He shares the gospel of Jesus Christ in India, where many people in India would just as soon kill him than hear about Jesus Christ. He told me yesterday the first time he uh, got stoned, it was his fault because he shared the gospel, but, but then he told the people he was talking to that uh, if you don't believe in Jesus Christ, you're going to hell. They didn't like that news. So they stoned him. The second time he got stoned, he did a little different job about sharing the gospel, but they still stoned him. They didn't want to hear the truth. You and I have an incredible opportunity to share the gospel of Jesus Christ, and the likelihood of being stoned or killed is not very high. We have a privilege to tell our neighbors, to invite our friends, and be there. This summer, our leadership meeting this last week, we decided, that we, and we prayed about it, that we would take time this summer to get more intentional about sharing our faith and give you some tools this summer, too, to share your faith and invite people to church. But I want you to think about this. That in between time, we can know where we're at. We're children of God. We know where we're going. We're going to see Jesus Christ personally someday. We're going to be like him. But that period in between, what is God really expecting out of me? What's he expecting out of you? What does God want us to do with what we've got for his glory? God has called us out, all of us, to reflect his light. Let your light so shine before men that they see your good works and glorify you. Who? Your Father in heaven. God has given you and I an incredible calling. And I'm just so reminded of it every time I get to spend this precious time with Dr. Sonny and see what a sweet spirit he has about sharing Jesus Christ and how intentional he is in his homeland and how he desires to truly be used of God. We thank God for Minu, too. We've heard about her all these years but never met her before, but we're so thankful for you, too, Minu. Minu's endured some of these same persecutions with Dr. Sonny had to move and had to go underground their house because they were being sought after by radical Hindus. Minu couldn't buy things in her hometown for a long, quite a long time because they were recognized as Christians and the Hindus didn't want to sell to them. Had to walk to another town to buy things for their household. I want you to pray about where you're truly at and where you're going someday. And realize that our time on earth is short, but how can I use that time for the glory of God?